Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. This Dimensional Living with your host, Diane Bachberger. Diane has been given message from the fifth dimension and higher to bring greater peace and understanding to the lives of others. She lives and experiences these higher dimensions to help our world come into balance and to raise to a higher vibration of love. You can find more information on Diane on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash dbachberger1 as she shares great wisdom with the world. Let's welcome your host of this dimensional living, Diane Bachberger. Hello everyone, this is Diane and thank you for listening in on 5th Dimensional Radio. What propels a civilization into the next step? Join me as I take you into the 5th Dimension and beyond. Today is December the 2nd, 2015 and um a lot has gone on over the last week, and I will touch on that energetically, how things have shifted on the planet. And last week, on the November the 25th, I talked a lot about the root chakra and how a blocked root chakra affects people. And... When I got up this morning, I got the words awakening from duality. You know, humanity is kind of balancing their energy right now, so it it doesn't surprise me that a lot is going on right now. I also want to talk about the, the skunk totem, and I just got that a few minutes ago. I get messages for certain people, and especially people that are tuning in, and for people that it has meaning to, it'll, it'll, it'll explain it to you if you're listening, um, if it's meant for you. Uh, but I, I will say that um, this uh, skunk totem kind of relates back to what I was talking about last week with the root chakra and having the root chakra closed and what it means if suddenly, you know, you have the skunk as your totem. And I want to talk about um, trans fatty acids and how they've affected humanity. I will touch a little bit on global warming. And right now, um, there's kind of a lap over, but Venus is in Libra and it's going into Scorpio on the 4th of December. I mean, there's a lot of things going on, but for some reason that's what I'm being directed to talk about. So, maybe I'll start off, let's just see, I had some little, um, 
talk about trans fatty acids and different types of acids just to kind of give you a background on it. And this is um, from the Encyclopedia Britannica, of all things. So www.britannica.com forward slash topic forward slash trans fat. So um, I'll just jump right in. Um, Another names for trans fat is hydrogenated fat or trans fatty acids. So um, it's produced from the industrial process of hydrogenation in which the molecular hydrogen is added to vegetable oil there by converting uh, liquid fat to semi-solid fat. And there was a trend for quite a while, you know, for people, don't use saturated fat, you know, use fats that vegetable oils are better for you well fats in their natural state are are what were created so when you start messing around with what has been created it can cause havoc okay and all you know for some reason this too has something to do with um you know the skunk um totem too and we'll talk about that as we go along you know in fifth dimensional consciousness animals and certain things have meaning, um, especially if they appear in our life in the moment and they keep appearing. It's like a message. You know, it's been really funny lately. This is just this is off topic. Um, when I've been at home, I hear this little whimper, and I'm thinking, is that my dog, you know, making noise? And I knew there was some type, it sounds like a little puppy. Well, I found out my neighbor's son and his uh, fiancé have a dog, and so the dog's over at their house all the time, so I wasn't imagining it. I have really good hearing, <laughs> so even when the dog is in the house, you know, I can hear it. Um, so, you know, sometimes what we perceive around us goes beyond fifth-dimensional stuff, okay? And I, I, I do that. I feel things around me. So I've always had a, I know this sounds kind of funny, but when I was a little kid, we used to have um, margarine. And I would say to my mother, I didn't want margarine, I wanted butter because it was better. And she kept saying, well, it's more expensive. So as soon as I left home, I have not touched margarine since then or anything like that, okay? So I, I had a sense that it was, toxic anyway so i'm I'm, i'll get back to what i've written here history of trans fat so this it does have a history here the synthesis of hydrogenated compounds originated in the 1890s when french chemist paul sabatier discovered the metal catalyst could be used to precipitate hydrogenated hydrogenation reactions he shared the the 1912 Nobel Prize with chemist Victor Guignard for his um, discoveries concerning catalysts. So, things that pre- cause things to precipitate, okay? So, in 1901, German chemist William Norman experimented, experimented with hydrogenated catalysts and 
successfully induced the hydrogenation of liquid fat, producing a semi-solid fat, which came to be known as trans fat. The process for which Norman received a patent in 1903 was eagerly adopted by food manufacturers. Products containing unsaturated fats were susceptible to rancidity upon exposure to air, resulting in a short shelf life. Therefore, a stable form of unsaturated fat had the potential to significantly extend the shelf life and the the value of variety of foods. So manufacturers started to use it because of that reason. The first food product developed that contained trans fat was Crisco vegetable shortening produced in 1911 by Procter & Gamble Company. So they've been around for a while. Not always good, but, you know, um, hydrogenation was an important particular in the production of margarine, which was used in the place of butter when the latter was rationed during World War II. So that's why that started. In the following decades, the use of hydrogenation to stabilize the shelf life of foods grew rapidly. And you, we've all heard of ding-dongs. You know, they, 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 can, they last like 10 years or more. By the 1980s, many food manufacturers and restaurants had stopped using tallow and lard, replacing these fats with trans-fat-based products, which had similar smoke points and were thought to be healthier. You know, it's funny. I think recently it's that's gone the other way, but I know that um, at a fish and chip place for years, he used tallow, you know, uh, beef tallow, and... I guess he got into trouble, and he had to change that finally. And what he did, he actually sold the business because he said he he didn't want to cook things that were chemical, okay? So the chemistry of, of trans fat, liquid fat such as vegetable oils made of mo- molecules and unsaturated fatty acids. So unsaturated fats contain chains of hydrocarbons connected by one or more double bonds. The hydrocarbon chains lie in the same place in the molecule, which forms a CIS configuration. In this case, two chains form a V shape with a double bond at the point of the V. Following hydrogenation, a saturated fat is modified into a different configuration that is characterized by a single twist in the center of the molecule, forcing one side of the V to twist down. So it's kind of on an angle. This twist replaces or places the chains of hydrocarbons connected by a double bond in opposite planes, and thus the molecules describe it as a trans configuration. So they're not aligned. They're kind of hanging down from each other. The trans fat molecule is linear, and with the exception of the twist in the center, this structure resembles the linear form of a saturated fat. So it's kind of a copy you know, when you think about it, it's trying to do what, you know, n- nature has done in animal fats, okay? Thus, through hydrogenation, the liquid consistency of an unsaturated fat is transformed into a solid fat that is generally more pliable than the uh, typical hard consistency of a saturated fat. So, um, so foods containing uh, trans fat... Trans fats occur in a number of manufactured foods, including margarine, potato chips, pizza dough, crackers, because shortening often contains trans fatty baked foods such as pie crust, 
uh, cookies and donuts, and all of them usually contain trans fats. These fats are also found in deep-fried foods. And I was talking to a friend yesterday that was eating Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I wanted to say something to him, but, you know, I didn't say anything. But they have trans fats in them, so you wonder if you eat a lot of those foods why you don't feel well. And French fries are another one, okay? Anything uh, deep fried. In some countries, nutritional labels on packaged foods indicate the amount of trans fats contained in a single serving. In addition, packaged foods typically contain a list of ingredients. If partly hydrogenated oil is included in this list, then the food contains trans fats. So that's kind of a hidden meaning there. Although trans fats are not synthesized by animals, some microorganism occurring in the guts of ruminants can synthesize fat, trans fats through the process of biohydrogenation. So these microorganisms p- produce trans fats are found in dairy products such as cheese and buttermilk and certain types of um, meat, including lamb and beef. So health risks with trans fats. So concern over the health impacts of these trans fats first came out in the 1940s and the late 50s. And they had demonstrated, scientists had demonstrated, a clear link between the intake of saturated fat and heart disease. However, this link by subsequent studies, which found that the consumption of fats was healthy. So I wonder who funded those studies. Okay. (laughs) Confusion over which types of fats were healthy and which types were unhealthy resulted in numerous lengthy studies designed to identify the physiological effects of each fat. In the 1980s, an association between high fat intake of saturated fat and increased risk of heart disease was firmly established. As a result, the consumption of trans fats soared since they were used in favor of all products containing saturated fats, including lard and tallow. However, in the 1990s, evidence emerged indicating that trans fats carried a higher risk for heart disease than saturated fats. And there's newer studies out now that are showing this too. This is why I'm talking about it, but also this has to do with what's going on with humanity right now too. You know, things that were deceiving humanity are being revealed right now. You know, last week I talked about the occultation of Al-Baranan and, you know, with the moon and how things are revealed. You know, things are being revealed in truth. And we've opened up the higher chakras, so we're seeing things in a different way, okay? And we're seeing what's truth and the knowing that comes from connection to source when the crown chakra has been totally open. Okay, the consumption of trans fats causes an increase in the levels of low-density lipoprotein, LDH, or no, LDL, sorry. And so it increases the low-density lipoprotein, so cholesterol. The increased LDL levels result in the accumulation of fat in the blood vessels, So, which lead to arthritis sclerosis, heart disease, and stroke. So I have a friend that eats a lot of this stuff, and I keep telling him, he says, oh, but it's, you know, not, it's good for me. Um, 
I just say, you know, it's going to affect affect your heart. It has nothing. Well, he doesn't. He won't eat butter and other things. But and I eat butter. But I'm I'm trying to explain to him that it's going to affect him. But hopefully, he'll listen to this show. Well, he'll be led to listen to it because he's been asking me lately about listening to my show. So it affects your heart. Okay, trans fats also lower levels of high density lipoprotein HDL cholesterol which plays an important role in transporting cholesterol from cells and blood vessels to the liver so if it's lowering these things it's helping you know clean your liver and clear cholesterol from your cells it's going to cause a blockage you know seeing a block last week and it was funny um I never have, um, you know, friends unfriend me that often, but um, I guess somebody didn't like what I said, and then I noticed that the person had blocked me, and and then somebody else had blocked me. So I was thinking to myself, okay, there's a reason for this. This is showing me something. I mean, why is it just appearing out of the blue when two people are doing that? And, and, you know, it makes sense to some degree in fifth dimensional consciousness, you don't automatically assume, oh, well, you know, I look beyond that. So where um, cholesterol is metabolized for excretion levels of HDL are uh, inversely correlated with the risk of heart disease, okay? And therefore, the depletion of HDL by trans fats increases the risk of cardiovascular disease. In addition, trans fats are associated with increased risk of type 2 diabetes mellitus. So, you know, you notice a lot of people are having, you know, like their cholesterol not be able to leave their body or different things leave their cells, and it's causing a backup. And, you know, things aren't being released, so it's causing blockages, you know, in the cardiovascular system, in the pancreas with diabetes mellitus, it's, it's, it's causing things that wouldn't be caused otherwise, even cancer. So regulation of trans fat. In the early 2000s, health agencies in various countries worldwide recognized the need to introduce regulations controlling the amount of trans fat used in ma- manufactured foods. So countries such as Denmark and Switzerland, as well as cities, New York in 2006 and Calgary in 2008 and regional governments in California in 2008 have imposed trans fat bans that permit only very small amounts of trans fats in certain foods and prohibit the use of nearly all trans fat containing products in restaurants. So many restaurants have voluntarily stopped cooking with trans fat products. For example, and a, a number of fast food restaurants. So Kentucky Fried Chicken has Taco Bell, Wendy's, and McDonald's no longer cook with products containing trans fats. So that's interesting. Manufacturers of food products sold in countries such as the United States and Canada are required to list trans fats in nutritional panels on prepackaged foods. In addition, trans fats contained in dietary supplements as energy bars are manufactured and sold in the United States must be listed on product package when these fats are present in amounts exceeding point or 0.5 grams per serving. A food 
uh, product in the United States is declared trans fat free only when the trans fat content is below 0.5 grams per serving. You know, that's free. There's still some of it in there. In Canada, the trans fat content must be, be below 0.2 grams per serving to earn this labeling. So the American Heart Association nutritional guides indicate that based on a 2,000 calorie a day diet, only 20 calories come from trans fat should be consumed today. Um, so every day they decide that you can only get 20 of your calories from this. And a lot of people are getting a lot more than 20 calories from that. And we really shouldn't be eating this type of food at all. So that translates to two grams of trans fat per day for the average adult. Because it is suspect that many people consume this amount of trans fat in naturally occurring forms in meat and dairy products, physicians have recommended that people not consume any manufactured products containing trans fats. That makes sense. Trans fats found naturally in meat and dairy products have been associated with heart disease. So just watch the amount that you're eating of those types of foods, okay? So alternatives, food manufacturing companies and agriculture scientists have produced several oils that serve as uh, alternatives and traditional plant breeding methods as well as generation of genetically modified organisms have resulted in plants are capable of producing oils with properties similar to those of trans fat but do not pose the dangerous risks. I, I would risk to say... I don't believe that. You know, anything GMO, you can be at risk with that too. So anyway, they talk about linoleic acid and oils and the compound that reduces the stability of oils. The most widely used trans fat alternatives, they are thermically stable and suitable for deep frying or not associated with production of off flavors and plants used to generate low linoleic Acid oils include soybeans and GM sunflowers. So not a good thing to be using those either, okay, even though they say it here. So what does all this mean? Well, you you make the decision, you know, how you want to affect your health. So what does it mean? Maybe you're blocking something within yourself if it's showing up. In fifth dimensional consciousness, things happen for a reason, okay? So, I kept seeing um, skunks, or I kept smelling skunks recently, and there are people out there that are listening, and, you know, people listen on the radio, they don't always sign them their name in, um, and that's okay. So, if you're getting these symptoms, and I'll, I'll kind of explain it to you because uh, Kundalini awakening is kind of energy that starts to stir, you know, in the root chakra. It feels like a bolt of lightning out of nowhere. Okay, so if you're feeling like, I, I know a friend of mine had it happen where um, she had this sharp kind of um, lightning bolt whip through her. And it kind of, um, I don't know how to explain it. Um, She could feel it in her heart. And, you know, some people also with the Kundalini awakening have an upper heart awakening too. 
and they end up going to the hospital. They have a, some um, cardiac symptoms too. But it's important to get this checked out, especially if you've been eating foods that have, you know, fatty acids, you know, trans fatty acids in them, and, and the, a diet like that, okay? And it's important, if you're listening, to try to eat foods in as natural state as you can, okay? But if you're feeling this bolt of lightning going through you, and it surges from the base of the spine up through, you know, where the energy centers are, chakras through the body and the core, and it may even go up through the crown of the head. So, and some people go into convulsion, okay? So it's like being hit with a defibrillator paddle with some people. And I know that some people have gone up into mountains and had a spiritual awakening and it felt like somebody hit them with a bolt of lightning and it went, you know, went through them into the ground and then came back up and everything, you know, it, it, it can actually cause you to collapse. You may be walking somewhere and have that happen. It can happen repeatedly, too, just to let people know. So if you're, um, you know, going through or even out walking in the woods or something, I've, had, I've heard of people doing that, too, and being in nature, and then all of a sudden you get this kind of bolt going through you. Sometimes people are thrown backwards or upwards and collapse. And it's like, you know, there's been a blockage in the cells and there's been a blockage of energy, okay? And all of a sudden it's like, you know, squeezing an orange and everything fires out. And maybe that's why, you know, I'm I'm seeing the skunk because this energy, you know, the skunk releases energy and it squirts out, okay? It's, it's hard to say, but this is what I'm feeling right now. Um. You know, last week I was talking about um, the number seven. And sometimes um, when somebody goes through a kundalini awakening, I've heard of it happening seven times for some reason. Number seven. Maybe it's popping open each chakra in turn, okay? So there's kind of like some people just have... A mild, beautiful kundalini awakening. That's if your energy centers are open. And if your energy centers, any of them are blocked, it can be like feeling like you've got electric shock going through you. So, you know, imagine if you're, you know, you're feeling this, you're thinking, hey, I'm having like a heart attack or, you know, it would be terrifying for some people. That's the reason why I'm, I'm talking about it, because just so people know, and I know that somebody who's listening, this is going to happen to them. So this is kind of a warning, so, so don't be afraid, okay? Oh, it's, it's the universal life energy opening you up. Right now there's an awakening going on within humanity. And we're seeing it, you know, people protesting energy been used on the planet. You know, toxic energy. Um, it's not toxic when it's being used in, in mild forms, but when it's being used, you know, 
universally, like oil and coal and the stuff like that, it, it's causing, you know, bad things to happen to the planet. And there's a, you know, like a conference going on over in Paris, or there was one. You know, the world leaders are talking about what they can do to help, you know, stop global warming. So I don't. It doesn't surprise me that all this is going on right now. This can be totally exhausting when you have this Kundalini awakening, especially if you've got any blocks. And if you don't know anything about, um, you know, your chakra system or what goes on within the body, it can be very disorientating. And especially when you've had repeated bolts shooting through you, you know, seven of them especially. So how do you define this? How do you understand this? Basically, you know, um, you'll be drawn to a show like this or you'll be drawn to somebody who can help you. So um, it's part of a spiritual evolution. But like to remind people, when you before you go into third, into fifth dimensional consciousness, you go into fourth and the fifth, there has to be a doorway open, okay? And this is the doorway I kept getting uh, information yesterday about shattering of innocence, shattering um, of the divine energy. There's been times where the divine energy was shattered, and it kind of went into stasis. I believe there was a shattering of some energy, of the divine energy, and the energy reawakened, you know, just about... 10 years ago and so this energy in a way causes a massive amount of healing so and it's a, real, a lot of release of karmic stuff within somebody too when you go through this so are you going to be ready for a full blown kundalini activation not everybody will be astonishing and it's quite physically exhausting so what can you expect over the next few weeks it's like something has been ignited within you and you may be drawn to things spiritual things okay you may not know why especially if you you you, you didn't understand what you'd been through you know, you'd gone to the doctor and they tested you for a whole bunch of different things and there was nothing wrong, okay? So what the heck is going on within me? So there becomes a balancing. You know, I, I talk on this show about right now we're going through Venus Libra. There's some type of balance with energy, the feminine energy, with the masculine energy and the Mars energy. And on December 4th, we're going to Venus Scorpio, which is going to dig deep and cause to some people to go through this Kundalini awakening if they haven't already gone through it. Because there's always an overlap of a few weeks with these things, okay? So some people have already gone through it. 
all the chakras have opened up within humanity. And I've been talking about that for the last three or four years on the radio shows I've been doing. So if you're interested in any of that, I, I, I don't want to focus on that, but I just want to let you know that those Uranus-Pluto squares that have happened, and each chakra was correlated, opening was was correlated with that. You know, and I've talked about, you know, these blood-red moons and some people saying, well, it's the end and blah, 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 and all that stuff. I said, no, it's a, a beginning where things are changed. So you may start to look at the dark side of yourself. You know, this isn't the, this is not fun. Um, but at the same time, you'll feel the light of yourself, the pure, connected part within yourself. So you'll, they'll become, it's not that they become separated. It will be that you'll look at them. You know, I talk sometimes about dreaming, and I wake up, and I have one eye shut and one eye open, and I'm dreaming with one side of my body, and I'm having visions with the other. And at the same time, I'm aware of what's going on around me. That is not 3D consciousness, okay? So it's just becoming more aware of things around you. Okay, when you um, when I talk about looking at the dark and looking at the light, and it's all about embracing it. You know, some people reject it, and it actually can make you sick. So, at this time, just be open to it. Um, it's like turning pages, and that they have purpose. Okay, you see your book of light and your book of life start to because we're light beings we are energy okay and that doesn't surprise me that we are electrical energy even our heart has electrical energy so if you're blocking this energy it's going to affect your heart in the long run okay so it's not a good idea to do that so when we talk about um you know these hydrogenated or trans fats and different things like that, they're, they're, they, they're solidified, they're blocking. It's important that we look at things, and I talk about things and how they relate to us and humanity as you know this universal life force that flows through us. And it has to do with higher consciousness. It's been closed down in 3D. So this kundalini energy once it ignites and goes through you, you know, a lot of people think it's it ignites from the, you know, the, the coccyx or those eight original cells. It is first activated from higher energy, from source energy, okay? So after it's ignited, there's a pulse, and it comes from down through the crown and goes up. So... It's about it's about surrendering, hold, not holding on to the way things have been here. You know, being open to the earth. You know, um, I went through a process a few years ago, and I, I don't really want to get into it, but I felt, all of a sudden, I felt very connected to the earth. And the earth is speaking to me and saying, help me, you know, I am shifting. And I need the people of the planet, to come with me. 
So through all this process, you'll start to feel more connected to the earth, and it's important. And I tell people, you know, go touch a tree, take your shoes off, go outside. You know, this universal life force is what connects us here in physical form to the earth, okay? So it's important that we be connected to the earth. It's important we be connected to God, to source. If you don't want to use the word God, use the universal energy, you know, the universal life force that flows through us all and makes us interconnected. So you may feel the pure presence of God. You know, um, I talked a few weeks ago on the show of how a friend of mine, when his father passed away, he went through his kundalini awakening at his father's funeral. Um, I didn't call it that, but that's what it was. And he felt, you know, he didn't believe in God. He didn't feel that any energy or connectedness really too much. And he felt that presence with him. And it was too intense for him to bear. You know, he was grief-stricken by his father, but he was also this intense energy that he was feeling. He couldn't deal with it because his heart was closed, and then his heart opened. And he he surrendered to it, he, he, but he broke down. Okay? And you may have periods of time where you have an emotional breakdown, especially, and I was talking about, and I don't want to use the word soulless people, but people who have certain energy centers closed. And go back to last week's show because I talked about it a lot, and I don't want to focus on it. But he was one of those type of people, and he actually opened up all his chakras. So he completely opened up, and he was feeling everybody's emotions. He became instantly empathic. So it can happen. You know, um, so what is what is this purpose of this kundalini awakening? You know, it has to do with shift, has to do with ascension, has to do with shifting back into fifth dimensional consciousness or the awareness of fifth dimensional consciousness because we're always connected to source, okay? In 3D, when we exist in a physical form and we allow ego and, um, you know, ourselves to not be, feel this connectedness, it shuts down, okay? The kundalini is a way of taking us from this three-dimensional reality into fifth-dimensional consciousness. And this is what I talk about all the time. And, you know, I talk sometimes about people having the third eye open. Well, when you go through this kundalini awakening, Sometimes you can have that forehead chakra opening opened. And this has to do with fifth-dimensional consciousness. But now that humanity has opened up these chakras, you know, but like I said, some people just have an instant kundalini awakening. And all of a sudden, you know, you can't lie. You have to live in truth. And, you know, I've seen people that have come up to me and had these kundalini awakenings and they'll start speaking in truth, and they go, I don't know why I just said that. I don't know why. And they start, they break down and say, I don't know 
why I did those things. And they they have no idea. It's almost like because certain things were closed down, beings were able to take over and um, do whatever they wanted to do within this person. You know, it's it's good to have a gentle kundalini awakening, and a lot of people have had those too. But what I'm concerned with is people understanding it can be very intense too. So if you want to have a mild, you know, you haven't experienced a kundalini awakening or you think you haven't, um, it's important that we attune to universal life energy ahead of time or all the time so we can have it in a gentle way. So to be out in nature, but to get those shoes off, to feel open up and say, source, I'm open to you. And then, you know, visualizing all your chakras being open. A lot of people say to me, oh, I have to go to somebody and get my chakras open. No, you don't have to do that. You can do it yourself. You can just visualize your chakras being open. And anyone that's listening to this show, I'm putting an intention out that they'd be able to open up all their chakras, go through, if you haven't already gone through that kundalini awakening, go through a gentle one or make it more gentle. You know, so some people try to force it. They, I advise people not to do that too. You know, you, you can't force things, force energy. And, you know, that's why I'm basically talking about this, too, that people that are listening, they can go wacko on you. And it can be, um, excuse me, that energy, sometimes when I get messages, I get it, it goes to my throat. If you come up when you're doing that visualization, of opening your chakras and you feel like there's a part that's blocked and a part that's stuck, go to the heart of it. Look at, because, you know, there's a reason why you're stuck. There's a reason why this is happening. I do this all the time. You go to the heart of it. And why, you know, why would this be blocked? Does it have to do with some karmic thing? Are things happening lately that, are are you staying in a relationship that's causing you to block your heart, okay? You know, you can be in a relationship that's not going well, and you can still stay in it and, and unblock your heart. A lot of people don't realize that. But it's, it's about looking beyond it, um, embracing with yourself. Let that kundalini awakening happen on its own, okay? as you're ready to have it happen. Um, it's, a, it's a form of transfiguration. And nothing within you will be the same ever again, okay? You know, you will feel a lot different. And, it, it, and it's really hard to put into words, you know, this experience. Uh, you know, some people might hear me talking about this and live in fear. It's important that you don't live in fear. And... It's important that you do it with love. So um, maybe I'll talk about the skunk now, okay? Um, 
I, I got this um, article. It's www.shamanicjourney.com forward slash power animal, symbol of self-respect, reputation, sensuality, um, self-esteem. So it's just plug in shamanicjourney.com, S-H-A-M-A-N-I-C, journey.com, and then skunk, the animal um, symbol of self-respect. So, you know, some people might think of the kundalini awakening as a warning sign that things are opening up within us. And the skunk teaches us to understand a warning. Our instinct often foretells trouble ahead. But, you know, don't look at it as a fear warning. Look at it as a, a love warning, okay? It doesn't say this here, but I'm saying that. But often our mind gets in the way. So, and that gets in the way of this knowledge. So it's, that's why I talked about going from the heart and going through the crown, you know, once it's open and your connection to God, going into the knowing. So you can use an animal as a wisdom totem to help you too. That's why I talk about um, animal totems and what they mean, okay? So... You can learn how to honor that part of yourself, which, like the skunk, gives you many warnings before an actual problem or disaster develops. As the skunk appears in your life, it could be that your intuition sending you a message, okay, of caution, of danger. Anyway, the funny thing is that the skunk, and, you know, I usually read out of um, Ted Andrews' book, but I'm reading this from someplace else because this is what I'm being led to do. It has a stripe that runs from its head to the tail, and it's the onward sign of kundalini or life force. So when the skunk wafts into your life, your kundalini or life force activates and amplifies. So anybody out there, if you've been smelling a lot of skunks lately, you've been seeing skunks, you think, oh my gosh, why do I keep seeing skunks? This might be a warning to you or letting you know that your kundalini is going to be opening. And if you've seen it and it's already happened, now you know why you were seeing it, okay? I know that there must be somebody out there because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this. You must learn to, to use its force effectively. When the creative life force within it is fully developed, you'll have the ability to direct your creative energy to manifest what you desire. So another thing, too, that I want to talk about you know, some people may be having heart problems or problems with their legs, like I said, with the root chakra, if they're blocking that energy. So if the kundalini energy wants to get activated and you're living in fear and you're not allowing it to happen, that can happen too, what I talked about on last week's show. So please go back to last week's show and listen to that one too. If underdeveloped, you, um, we're talking about the kundalini life force, you need to awaken the creative life force and look beyond the fence you build around yourself and your beliefs. So you might be living very rigidly. Some people live in black and white. When you go into fifth dimensional consciousness, you can't live in black and white because things change from moment to moment. So you're living in full, brilliant technicolor, okay? And the funny thing is, you know, when I got tested to go into a career years ago. I was studying to be a scientist, as a matter of fact, um, in organic chemistry and a bunch of other things. Um, I got my vision tested, and the doctor that checked my vision told me that in the 40 years he had been doing it, he never saw anybody as color cute. 
so, you know, um, another thing I, I want to talk about is, you know, you will see things more vividly. You will see things more in color. Your Actually, your vision might improve even, okay? So, getting back to this again, skunks do their thing quietly. So, the kundalini energy, you know, it will sneak up on you. So if this is your power animal, you're advised to do the same. So unbalanced skunk people have the habit of blowing their own trumpet looking for recognition. A skunk possesses intense energy. This can create problems in communication with others. So I guess it's about making your message known or receiving messages, you know, in in a way that there is understanding. So, you know, I was talking about the electrical energy, this intense energy, kundalini awakening, or that feeling when your upper heart opens, it's almost like an electrical shock going through you. I had a friend, she was going, I don't know what's going on. She said, I keep getting this shock in my chest. It feels like I'm going, you know, like it makes you jump. So, uh, and it sneaks up on you. As a skunk possesses intense energy, you know, um, it, it can affect a lot of different things, okay? And it says here that people with skunk medicine are either well-liked or disliked. So people either like really like you or they, they dislike you, okay? The art of attracting and repelling are natural skills and very beneficial and mastered effectively. Remember this, people will notice you all the time, but how they notice you can be controlled by you. So, you know, if you want to not rub people the wrong way, you know, the skunk can sneak up on you and be really stinky, okay? So it's important that you use your energy, I guess maybe in a way your pheromone energy. If a skunk is your power animal, you'll find the use of fragrances will elicit dynamic responses in the people around you. Your sexual response will be up and you'll have a better ability to attract people. You must, however, learn to balance the ability to draw and repel people. So I I know this, you know, uh, people that have the skunk as their totem, they have great sexual energy. Anyway, this is by Ina Wolcott. And I kind of read the end of it, so now I'm going to read the beginning because I get messages to do this. So the skunk power animal symbol of self-respect, reputation, and sensuality. So if you don't have self-respect for yourself, maybe the skunk is telling you to be respectful of yourself, okay, and bring up your self-esteem. The skunk is linked with uh, mystic and magic throughout history. Skunks have held a reputation that is respected as well as feared. When a skunk feels in danger, it lifts its tail and stamps its front feet. So it's it's giving you a, a advanced warning, okay, and it hisses. So if you haven't got that, and it hisses and turns around, and you see that white, you know, it, it can spray up up to ten to fourteen feet. So the eyes are irritating. The victim is temporarily blinded. So maybe when you go through that kundalini thing, you can be blinded, okay? I know people that have gone through the kundalini awakening, and they've actually vis- visually gone blind. Okay. If a skunk is your power animal, then is your call to develop inner vision, to see beyond what physical eyes perceive. You know, I was talking about a little bit about that at the beginning. 
And when people go through this kundalini awakening and they open up these chakras and the energy shifts, they actually can remove their glasses even. So studying aromatherapy can be beneficial. The slow-moving, solitary creatures, and they spend nearly all day underground. So it's to remind us to take that time to be with people and time to be completely alone. And whilst they do dig their own dens, they also take over abandoned homes of foxes, um, rabbits, and marmots. And they're self-confident. From them, we can learn to develop self-esteem and self-respect. In general, these creatures are extremely gentle, though, as before mentioned, when feeling threatened, they give off a foul-smelling chemical. This trait, however, is not the skunk's special gift power. The skunk's medicine is the power of respect and reputation. So they're very secure and easygoing and confident, and they respect themselves. So others respect them right back. Their smelly reputation usually keeps others from bothering them. They're given the space they need lest they feel under attack. So maybe this is giving you a message if you're seeing the skunk, to have respect for yourself. You know, look at the magic within yourself. Maybe you don't have to stamp the ground to remind yourself, but, you know, open up that vision beyond. You know, open up that crown chakra part of yourself and that forehead part of yourself. You know, it... it, it takes other creatures' energy when it goes in, so the rabbit foxes and that energy too. So read up on those animals, totem, the rabbits, foxes, and the marmots, okay? So it's about respect, respecting yourself. Through their silence, kunks teach us not to brag. So it, it has something to do with changing the ego, the materialistic. You know, we do our manifesting through... Um, you know, the root chakra on this earth, and that's why it's important we touch the earth when we're manifesting, but also when we're opening up different parts of ourselves, we, we manifest in a different way. And so we move away from ego. We move away from bragging. We don't have to brag about things about ourselves. You know, people know, notice you without any help. Opportunities will come to bring self-esteem and respect. So, the skunk is a good thing. You know, opportunities will come to help help you out. You know, say you're going through a bad relationship right now and you think you need to leave. You know, open that part of yourself up and look. You know, have that respect for yourself and opportunities will come your way to help you. There will also be heightened sexuality physically uh, and spiritually. So maybe not so much focus on the physical but the spiritual sexuality that connection okay that sort of thing so it's about connection but not the physical connection so much it's about the spiritual connection right now so if a skunk finds you you may need to question yourself whether you have self-respect what signals are you sending to others do you do others respect you if you need to be learn to affirm who you are without overpowering bullying others you know sometimes when people live in three-dimensional consciousness, they live in the belief that power is everything, okay? And then when you open up and go through this kundalini awakening, and I really think in the Bible that's what Paul went through. He he really did a big change. You know, he was somebody that overpowered people and hurt people, and then he went from that to doing the opposite. So you will feel that. And through and by the way, this act, you're able to show that you have self-respect and respect for others. 
and it's about connecting to animals. A lot of people will find that they really start to really connect to animals. But also know that if you're going through this, the person in your life may be going through it very soon too, and they will start to change the way they see the earth or see animals. And part of it might be they don't want to hurt any animal in any way, and they may not even want to eat meat anymore. So if you see this, you see somebody kind of basically being a hunter and then going and doing the opposite, which I have seen, okay? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with hunting, okay? But if somebody's using it for recreation, they're not using it to get meat. This is, you know, this is important to note. We will also draw people in your lives, or the skunk will also draw people into your lives who share similar interests to you. So if you've changed all of a sudden, and you're going through this spiritual awakening, suddenly you'll have people around you totally. So your life may totally change. And when we learn to completely accept ourselves, who we are, learn to express the essence of ourselves without ego, we will begin to attract those who share our path and repel those who don't. So, you know, it's suddenly that you've got the skunk bringing people in, attracting people that have like-mindedness. And you're not working from ego anymore. You're working from the heart. So you'll attract other people and you'll repel the people that are, you know, working from that. So it's important that we accept the new part of ourselves. We don't try to, you know, and some people have done this for years. It's important that we open ourselves up to this energy, this kundalini energy, because it will make you sick if you don't. Skunk teaches us to understand awarding our instinct often foretells trouble ahead, but our mind gets in the way and gets in the way of this knowledge. There is great wisdom to be gleaned from the skunk. You will learn how to honor that part of yourself, which, like the skunk, gives you many warnings for an actual problem or disaster. So, you know, like I said, it's the stripe that, you know, indicates the kundalini life force with this, with this energy. I'm just going to go to the chat line to see if anybody has any questions. Or anybody has called in, the number is six four six two hundred four one six nine. And um if anybody has any questions about anything I'm saying, it may relate to what you know you're doing. Oh, another thing I was talking about, Venus and Libra. So Venus enters Scorpio at on Friday, December the fourth, at at eleven fifteen at night. So it's interesting. Um, I could talk a little bit about what alignments the planets are in right now, but I maybe I'll go focus on that. Um, I've got to find the link that I had for that. Um, I did have a little thing, and I don't see it anymore. I wanted to talk about a little bit about Dark Moon Lilith, too, because of this kind of energy that we were talking about the Libra energy kind of balancing I was talking last night night, or last night last week I was talking last night too um, about um, you know the Gemini energy and how you know the twin energy is kind of coming to a, a head the energy we're going from I got the message today, awakening from duality. You know, this is what humanity is doing right now as they're being activated, okay? So we've got this um, Libra energy going to Scorpio energy, which is like the skunk energy, okay? 
So I'll try to find that article that I wanted to talk about. Um, it looked like I went out of there. I was t- Marilyn Monroe popped up. <laughs> so that's sexual energy. It has to do with that too, I guess. There's a whole thing, um, you know, on on stuff of conspiracy theories coming out and it being, you know, the anniversary recently of um, Kennedy's death and the truth really coming out. Um, maybe I'll, I'll look at Rose Marcus. Um, she has a pretty interesting... Um, oh, she's got a monthly overview. And um, a Venus enters Scorpio on December 4th, which can assist with financial or relationship matters. Okay, and your business um, caters to the season. Be sure to take full advantage of your money-making opportunity. So it's it's about manifesting in a different sort of way when this kundalini energy ignites, okay? And Venus can tighten relationships, bonds. This transit also helps to get a better handle on the bottom line and point us in the direction of stumbling blocks. So... It has to do with trust and mistrust and like that root chakra energy that's been held, which has to do with um, materialistic things, um, sex, money, betrayal, corruption, addiction, secrets. You know, I talked a lot last week about addictions that come from this and even autoimmune diseases and things that have to do with the heart. So it's what's been buried or hidden. You know, we're talking about that, um, that, occult um, of the Aldebaran last week, too, how it was releasing things, hidden secrets, okay? So it's giving you both sides of the coin. You know, I was talking about how, you know, when this kundalini awakening happens, you look at the dark and the light within yourself and you balance the energy. So it's know that Venus is in good shape for the first 10 days of the month so use the venus transit to the plus and make the most of what you have to work with so you know we're going from energy that's trying to balance itself we're going into deep and electrical energy and humanity is becoming more electric okay I've talked about that on numerous shows. I don't think I've talked about it recently. But they're going from two strands of DNA. And, um, you know, the the hidden DNA is being activated, and it's going to 144 strands. So, But each stage is happening over a long period of time, okay? So I could talk a little bit more. Maybe next week I'll talk a little bit more about all that. You know, I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Um, There was something I wanted to talk about, um, about exposing things. Another thing, you know, I was talking about the trans fat. And, you know, people are becoming more aware of this because they're opening up themselves, that energy, this kundalini energy is being activated. They're going through ascension right now, which just means that you're shifting and your frequency of your energy is changing and you're going into higher consciousness. And you can't live without truth now and you cannot live without connecting to other beings and you become more empathic. Um, There's this article that I saw 
and um, I'll I'll try to find the, the link to that one. It just talks about avoiding trans fat, you know, partially hydrogenated oil to also. It's often called low-fat foods. This fake fat is very dangerous. So if you're looking in um, and reading ingredient stuff, you know, say low-fat foods, and you go, oh, boy, it's a misnomer. It's not it's deceiving, okay? This this fake fat is very high. You know, I was, also, <laughs> was watching television the other day, and they were talking about low-fats, no-fats, and foods, and them telling people to use this. And... Some of them are actually look like whipped cream, and they were like, "Here, I, I, I'm getting zero calories, and I can eat this fat." Well, I think it gives some people diarrhea, but also it, it clogs your your, your cellular you on a cellular level. So, you know, it's going to block your DNA and that sort of thing. Um, like I said before, the main sources of trans fats are processed baked goods and fast foods, and I want to let people know that it affects your thyroid. That's another thing um, that these things affect. So a lot of people are having trouble with their thyroid. And it doesn't show up in thyroid tests, so they're putting on a lot of weight. So candy bars or any type of snack food, you know, that has been processed. Um, I'm talking about this again because... It's important. I just want people to know that it's better just to toss it all or make your own, you know, take olive oil or other types of oil and bake your potatoes in the oven or whatever if you want to do it. You know, that that be the, the safest bet. But another thing, you know, we're talking about the autoimmune system. I was just talking about it. And it has to do with a lot of, you know, repressed energy and stuff like that. The inflammatory properties of these oils, you know, it affects your body. It causes, um, you know, um, what do you call that, Uh, types of arthritis that are autoimmune types of arthritic conditions, okay? Like rheumatoid arthritis and, and that sort of thing. You may have had scarlet fever as a child, and this is something that activates this within the body because it causes uh, tears and things within the blood vessel system. But if you're eating these types of foods, it lays down, you know, the fat and causes clogged arteries and that sort of thing. And the GMO, to boot, you know, the more natural fat is and the less processed, the healthier it is, okay? And GMOs affected on a... A, a DNA level, okay? So it's going to affect your DNA and you won't be able to shift your DNA like what humanity is doing right now. It may, it doesn't make surprise me that these things are being done to stop humanity from being able to do this. Um, now, you know, soybean oil is, is one of the worst ones too. It disrupts the hormone levels within the body. You know, they say, well, don't eat meat that has um, had hormones injected in it or given hormones or to produce more milk and that sort of thing. Well, think about GMO soybean oil, okay? So how do we, you know, like 
transition. Okay, we're going through a transition period right now. We're going from 3D consciousness, or some people have already gone in fifth dimensional consciousness. Okay, not everybody's in 3D consciousness. Otherwise, we'd be in big trouble. So there's transition. How do we transition people out of all this fattiness in their diet, okay? We do need fats in our diet. It's important that we have fats that come naturally. Um, But coconut oil is something that um, will help people, okay? They found that it helps with um, Alzheimer's. It stops the process. And, you know, that goes on in the brain with the myelin. And, you know, the the brain is... um, you know, got a lot of cell membrane in there, so it's 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 affected. We want to work on um, healing the cell membrane. We're working on healing the chakras and parts of ourselves. Um, raw organic coconut oil remains solid at room ten- temperature; not, does not break down during cooking. So you can fry with it. You can put it on your hair. You can do everything with it. Nails. Um, you put it on your skin. And it can improve your health. So people even add it to their coffee. Saturated fats, they're important too, okay? So it'll help your thyroid. But it's important that you get all that other crap out of your system. You know, all those fatty, eating donuts and all that other stuff, you got to transition and get it out of your diet if you want your thyroid to heal. So switch to sea salt. Don't use ionized table salt because this is is detrimental. It it helps support better uh, thyroid function. And a gluten-free diet because, you know, a lot of uh, people are having trouble with uh, wheat allergies and thyroid disease. You know, autoimmune diseases that affect the thyroid, okay? There's a lot of autoimmune diseases going on right now. Stress reduction helps um, with the thyroid and opening up and not, you know, being able to speak and speak in truth and opening up that throat chakra will help too. Avoid chemicals like T-R-I-C-L-O-San, S-A-N, triclosan, which is commonly found in items like antibacterial soap, and everybody's using that to wash their dishes with, I don't use it, though, and I've been telling people for years not to use it. Deodorant, you know, use um, deodorants that don't have them or natural ones. Lotions are even on cutting boards, so the plastic cutting boards. A supplement with probiotics. You know, it's important to a good thyroid bacteria. You know, people talk about taking high-quality whole food vitamin. Um, try to get it in the foods you eat, okay? Because a lot of these vitamins are not that good for you either. Get enough iodine, and that's maybe by eating some fish or um, cooking your broccoli and your, you know, Brussels sprouts and that sort of things because it does affect the iodine level. Getting adequate B vitamins, A, D. Get it through, you know, fish oils. Um, iron, uh, omega-3 fatty acids, and selenium, zinc, and copper. Limit exposure to fluoride and mercury. Have a good water filtration system for your home. 
and follow an anti-inflammatory diet, and I've talked about that on the show numerous times, by eliminating processed foods and eating as many whole organic raw foods as possible. Um, so exercise. It's important for a thyroid um, to walk briskly for 30 minutes a day. So you start from there, okay? And if you can't, you know, walk, if you're having problems with your circulatory system because of everything that I've talked about, maybe, you know, just walk around your apartment a couple times every so often, okay? Or I say to people, go out and go for like a 10-minute walk and walk slow. Work your way up as you're doing the healing within yourself. Okay, if you have reason to believe that your thyroid is only working sometimes, make the switch today to coconut oil. You know, a lot of people will find that they will start to lose weight. I know that if you go down to one cup of coffee today, it helps lower the cortisone levels also. And that's why some people, when they drink that cup of coffee, they put coconut oil in it. So they, they're getting you know, the benefits of the coffee, but at the same time, they're not you know, affecting their um, adrenal glands with the coffee, okay? So, you know, keep keep coconut oil in your diet. So, but it's important to get good coconut oil, organic coconut oil. Anyway, so cold-pressed. Expeller or raw, and um, you know some people take coconut oil in a capsule form. I think it's better to get it in its natural state as you can get it in. Okay. Solid and liquid. Some people say, are they beneficial? You know what? Um, what to make sure? Oh, what was I going to say? There's. You know, don't drink coconut water unless you look at the ingredients because there is a chemical in it, and I offhand can't remember what it's called, but it doesn't look like anything serious, but don't drink it, okay? Because um, research everything that you have in, you know, it within you. Try to take everything in, in this best form as you can. I guess that's all I can say. So there's a there's a page that talks about the astrological view of planets today right now. So let me just see what this says. Our full information. Okay. There's a lot of alignments going on right now. Okay. Let's just see. We t- we talked about the Venus and Libra and it's entering Scorpio on Friday. Mercury is in Sagittarius, and Mercury enters Capricorn Wednesday, December the 9th. And Mars and Libra, um, Mars enters Scorpio at Sunday, January the 3rd. And so there's going to be um, some, some, some big changes coming. Um, Jupiter goes station retrograde in Virgo at Wednesday, January the 6th. And um, Saturn in Sagittarius. Saturn goes station retrograde in Sagittarius on March the 24th. And Uranus retrograde in Aries. 
uh, Uranus goes retro-station direct in Aries on December the 24th, so there's a lot going. I know that Christmas is going to be an amazing day, and I'll, I'll talk about that on another show. Neptune in Pisces. Neptune goes station retrograde at Pisces on Monday, June the 13th. And uh, Pluto in Capricorn. Pluto goes station retrograde in Capricorn on Sunday, April the 17th, 2016. And Chiron in Pisces. Chiron goes station retrograde in Pisces Sunday, June the 26th. So, Interesting. So basically, you know, what we've talked about today is, you know, things that have been hidden from us. Um, You know, people have invented, you know, trans fatty acids and that sort of thing, but they haven't been a good thing for humanity. They've affected humanity in a lot of bad ways. Um, This kundalini awakening is a way of shifting from 3D into fifth dimensional consciousness. But, you know, it doesn't happen all in one shot, okay? Because more than seven chakras are activated when you go beyond that. I mentioned Black Moon Lilith. And um, this has something a little bit to do with the Kundalini awakening. And the fusing of the spiritual with the sexual you know, I talked last week about, you know, the medical symbol has, you know, the two sides coming together and, um, you know, the kundalini is the those two energies coming together. And in Sanskrit, kundalini means coiled, okay? The sexual awakening experience varies. For some, it's kind of an orgasmic state or bliss. And for others, it's a bolt of lightning. And it can be slow unfolding over time, feelings of serenity. So you may want to experience that more than the lightning bolt sort of thing. Um, and then exuberance and euphoria. Um, Barbara Hanklau suggests that the half Uranus return for midlife crisis is a peak time for the Kundalini awakening to occur naturally. And December 24th is a time when that can happen. We have significantly matured, you know, when when this happens, to deal with the rapid fire changes and the sudden smashing of boundaries that comes with it. So, you know, you may notice that you've changed, like things that you were more reserved in, that you're more open to. That has to do with spiritual things. The one more resists, the more Uranus wants to blow these limited uh, mental states, blasting one's body from head to toe. The heat generated can be so great that some woman may mistake it for the first flush of menopause. So be warm, though. Forced kundalini awakening can cause a serious crisis in some people. So that is why spiritual guidance is is essential. So um, Black Moon Lilith energy that's been going on for a while over the last little bit um, describes the fusion of sexual with the spiritual in the form of the kundalini in the east the kundalini is a sleeping serpent that is said to lie coiled up in the sacrum in the middle of the pelvis in Sanskrit it means coiled you know it, 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 awa- it awakens at different times for different people so 
kundalini causes the most sensation when it enters the area of the mind or the body. So it doesn't just, you know, burst through and cause havoc. It also awakens, you know, different parts of the body after the chakras have been opened. And the heat generated by the friction of the kundalini against the resistance soon burns out the block and then the sensation ceases. Similarly, just as the intense flow of water through a small rubber hose will cause the hose to whip around violently while the same water through the fire hose would be scarcely noticed. So how does the flow of kundalini through obstructed channels within the body or mind cause motion of these areas until the obstruction has been washed out and the channels widened? In many mythologies, there's a distinction between earth spirits and sky gods, okay? Trees are often used to symbolize the bridge between the two. You know, I've talked about their bridges between realities, trees, right? That's why it's important if we're going through this process to touch trees because they, they do heal, okay? Um, what is Lilith but the serpent coiled around the trunk? Overlay this onto the chakra, and the root chakra is literally the the root of the tree when the crown chakra is the leaves that touch the sky. So can we say that black moon Lilith in the chart represents the Kundalini serpent? I think yes, judging from the results of my research. This corresponds neatly with Barbara Hand Clow's theory. I certainly found this to be very true in the research group. So this person's talking about the research group. How many serious family men shock everyone by falling head over heels for a young Lilith throwing their family into turmoil. How many women suddenly become interested, empowering themselves, get accused of being a ball-breaking Lilith and become usually ambitious around this time? What they both are both doing is finding their own inner man or woman. This is about the inner marriage of the Kundalini joining the higher and lower chakras with the heart chakra. So it's an awakening, okay? So this is a time right now where this is happening with humanity as a mass awakening, okay? And I, I know it's happened to a lot of people that I've known just recently. This is the reason why I'm talking about it. Um, so what are you doing to make your life different? Are you reaching out for other people around you? Are you trying to understand you know, what's going on with with people? Are, are you trying to, um, you know, um, help other people around you? Um, let's just see. I'm just looking at this November 5th thing. Um, This is from the November 25th Paley Report. They were talking about the black moon Lilith and um, the sun squaring Neptune that just happened. Um, Mars squaring Chiron. And um, the Sagittarius expansion of consciousness, okay? This sun-Mercury-Saturn squaring Neptune and Neptune, again, makes things disappear in chaos. You know, there was a lot of chaos going on recently with what happened in Paris. And it's a, it's a very complicated time. 
and it's a it's a dark time too but it's a time that you know humanity is looking at this dark side when they go through this kundalini awakening this sun mercury saturn in sagittarius to grow up you know we've talked about um people mistaking this energy and they it's growing up energy but they've mistaken it for them i guess the opposite reaction is to be attracted to youth to be, be attracted to power you know a lot of people say well what's that midlife crisis the midlife crisis is really something you're, you're reacting in the opposite way in duality these are times when we're actually going into duality so less people will be going through you know this midlife crisis they'll be going into a spiritual awakening more than um a sexual awakening you know we were talking about the the skunk representing a sexual thing it's more of a spiritual awakening and i'm seeing it in people around me you know he talks here it's hard to decipher well because i don't think a time like this has really happened for a long time this sequence of alignments are really what's going on within us. The sun is in Sagittarius. And, you know, it's but it's shifting, okay? We're going to be going in, into Capricorn. But right now, it has to do with foreign things, foreign ideas, foreign philosophies, understanding the world from foreign perspectives. You know, Dan, to be empathic about other people around us, looking at the world in another way. You know, it's funny that one week this thing happened on Friday the 13th, which has a whole other connotations, and I talked about it, you know, a while back. Um, And I don't want to focus on it, because focus on it wouldn't have been a good idea. But... um, and, And it was funny that both times these things happened, people I knew were going to Paris. So, what does all this mean? Well, it means that we're going from the dark and the light and balancing the dark and the light. You know, this thing in Paris that's happening now, all these leaders of the world are getting together to work together. And this is a reflection of what's going on within us to help the planet. You know, we're looking within ourselves. We're getting becoming more empathetic. We're looking, how can we make things better for this planet? You know, this black moon Lilith conjunct Mars that happened just recently. Mars is coming closer, closer to black moon Lilith. When we look at the black moon Lilith, I look at a beautiful, amazing, powerful feminine energy about ourselves and the truth about ourselves. So it's about, you know, the Scorpio energy is really getting... This black moon, Lilith, is looking at the dark side of us, looking about the truth within us and understanding that true part of yourself, not trying to hide it. You know, I talked last week about you can hide the truth from other people, but don't hide it from yourself. So if you're looking at yourself and you're understanding that dark part of yourself, don't try to hide it from yourself. So, you know, she's going through Libra. So this talks about um, a couple of relationships under her belt. Libra is relationship and partnership. It's a, it's a fear of being lonely and being alone. A lot of people at around Christmas time, and if they're in relationships, 
that aren't working. They stay in them sometimes because they don't want to be alone. Um, there's other people that aren't afraid about being alone. This is a part of yourself you have to take a look at and understand about yourself because you may make the choice to live on your own. Um, so we're just going through, you know, really intense times. But, you know, it's an air sign that's ruled by Venus, okay? It's about loving each other. It's it's a lot of different things. You know, this Mars coming up to this black moon Lilith, it's about the angry goddess. And it's about being stuffed in this male-dominated patriarchy. And it wants to emerge, you know, and it wants to balance. It doesn't want to just emerge on its own. It wants to, you know, It's it has been about restrictive energy. And I guess maybe this um, trans fatty hardened fat can represent that part of ourselves. How do we heal that fragmented part of ourselves? How do we isolate and separate the part of ourselves that needs a relationship or afraid of being lonely? And when we grow hard, cold, and tough. Um, he talks here, Pacho, in his article, about drinking from the cup of unconditional love. We have to accept that we are human. We have to accept ourselves as the way we are. We have to listen to ourselves. We have to feel ourselves. And we have to accept the physical, spiritual, powerful, and earthly part of ourselves, too. So get in touch with your natural instincts. Um, you know, and and wanting to be a, a couple, you know, wanting to procreate, I guess. And it's it's about melding that energy. You know, the Venus is opposite to Uranus, and it's it, it's about going into the deeper energy. But it's also, you know, also looking at the childlike part of ourselves and not forgetting that child like part of ourselves. You know, maybe the men that go through this um, midlife crisis, they're looking at, they should be looking at their own child like side, not, you know, getting rid of everything in their lives because there's a lot of, you know, judgment on themselves when they, when they do this and they don't understand why they're doing it. It's important that we look at the child part of ourselves and accept that childlike part of ourselves. Um, This is uh, the current planet's position. Um, the sun is in Sagittarius. The moon is in Virgo. Mercury is in Sagittarius. Venus is in Libra. Mars is in Libra. Jupiter is in Virgo. Saturn is in Sagittarius. Uranus in Aries. Neptune in Pisces. Pluto is in Capricorn. Chiron is in Pisces. True Node um, is in Virgo. And True Lilith is in Libra. So we're talking about True Lilith the dark Lilith being in Libra for a while now, okay? So that part, where we look at the dark part of ourselves, is going to be around for a while, and we're going to be balancing that part of ourselves for a while. So it's going to be heavy-duty stuff. And, you know, the skunk energy is just representing looking at that part of ourselves. Okay? So... Uh, all I can say is, you know, this has been a really heavy-duty time. And, oh, there's somebody that's called in, and uh, it looks like they're having a question. So, 
Fifth Dimensional Radio, Diane speaking. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Lisa. Oh, hi, Lisa. Hi. I'm. What questions I'm, do you have to ask? Well, we've been in the darkness for so long. I'm wondering if the light is coming for us and and what we can do to precipitate it and embrace it. Or I think we're so frightened from the dark that we uh-huh. don't know how to be happy or have joy anymore. Okay, that that's what you what you're feeling right now. Yes. Okay. Um, part of what I was talking about the process. You know, we we do have the light, and we're taking in more light, but we're also looking at the dark side of ourselves to balance the energy. Because the more we look at the dark, and the more we accept it, the more light we can take in. So it's not bad to look at that part of ourselves. But it is heavy, and it, it's a process that humanity has been going through to open up, you know, the the chakras and the expand the energy. Um, and when we become empathic, we we feel what other people are feeling. So maybe you're feeling what other people are feeling. Maybe also, I kind of get that from you. I have been told that I'm empathic, and my husband says I'm a sponge. <laughs> Well, that, that's what I feel about you. It's not necessarily you're dark. Um, it's what is going on around you. So it's important you get out in nature and you, you know, feel that light part of yourself. Okay. Because a lot it of it. Is, it's it's cold here in New England. <laughs> yeah. Well, I live in Ontario and it's cold here. Oh, I was gosh. at a funeral. And a friend of mine went through a kundalini awakening at a funeral. Oh, wow. And he didn't know what to do. And I didn't want to say, well, you're going through kundalini awakening. I just said that you're feeling intense emotion. And, you know, this death of your father's triggered energy. And you're feeling what other people are feeling. But he never felt what other people felt. Oh. And all of a sudden, he felt, he didn't just feel his emotion. He felt everybody that was there's emotion, including his that, his close family's awful. emotions. And it was awful. too much for him. That would be too much for any human being. Well, that's why I'm, trying, I'm saying it, because I'm trying to say that it's too much what you're doing. That's too much what I'm doing. What do I do? Well, you, you've got to, you come to the realization what you're doing. Did oh. you realize what you were doing? No. So I've helped you. I knew there was somebody out there that this all had meaning for, but there's more than one person. Um, that I'll use an example. Um, years ago, my my son had a friend that lived in the, our house, and I kept getting these really dark things, and I thought, this isn't me you know, like having these things, and I thought, okay, well, maybe there's something I don't know about myself that I have to look at, you know, because I speak in truth, and then I realized it wasn't me. It was some pretty dark stuff. You know, you may be around somebody all the time that has a lot of really dark within them, and they just don't, they keep it hidden, and <laughs> and you're feeling it. I but that's when not you- your issue that's that's that person's issue but just be aware that you can you will do that when you're empathic 
And this friend of mine, he became instantly empathic. He went from Zippo to totally. <laughs> you know, totally. <laughs> and it was like, I thought he was going to have a heart attack. I bet. <laughs> because his, his upper heart opened too. And his crown chakra opened and he suddenly felt connected. and He felt God was there and he, and he didn't believe in God. And he's oh, like wow. totally be- bewildered. That must have been amazing to witness. Well, I knew what was it's, going on, but, you know. I know, I, but to, to know what's happening and see someone you know go through that, wow. Yeah. Well, I've seen one other person do it, too. But I've also seen people block their energy. So I was, you know, talking about that last week on, on, on last week's show about the root chakra being blocked. And when you have blue, uh, blue, blue, <laughs> when you have the root chakra blocked, especially the back of it, you can't go through this chakra expansion that triggers. You know, some people call it a kundalini awakening. Other people call it, you know, like ascension, activation. Um, there's a lot of different things that it it can cause. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, when when suddenly somebody does it all and they're doing the same Vitas dance at the same time. They're like, what the, you know, they, they, it's like they get the itch. And some people actually, like I said at the beginning of the show, they pass out oh when they go through the Kundalini Awakening. I know people that have had the Kundalini Awakening and they, they felt like um, there was like, um, I don't know how to explain it, they had the heebie-jeebies and they were like, uh, uh, they, 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 especially in a crowd of people. And they literally ran out of the room and ran into the bathroom because they didn't know what was going on. Am I gonna have Sometimes it happens when we do a lot of releasing uh, on a karmic level, mm-hmm. a lot of clearing. And, you know, it, and it can happen instantly. A person can just say, I want to be, I want to go through ascension and be clear. And it can happen just like that. So... But, you know, I was describing at the beginning um, of people that I know that have, they get like seven big shocks through their body. It's like um, each chakra is popping open. You know, you can go through like um, an instant, you know, zam, or you can go through like seven of them. Is this going to happen to me? Do I need to ask to go through ascension? I get no, that you're going through it already. You're already... Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. But but you're feeling, you're empathic, so you're feeling what other people are feeling. So if you feel... And another thing, too, when you go through what you're going through, sometimes you go into a depression to be able to do it. And in other countries, like the Philippines, they look at it as a spiritual path. When you get depressed, they 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 believe that person's going through a spiritual awakening. It's just West that we look at as as an illness. Most depressions resolve within two years. It's when you deny going within yourself that people get suicidal and that sort of thing. Ah, oh, that makes sense. That gives me hope. Thank you so much. Well, I I've also worked in the psychiatric field, and I've seen a lot of that goes on there. And I've been in the healing field and I've done earth healing. 
I see what's going on with humanity. I just want a little drink of water here. And energetically read what's going on with humanity. You know, one week um, we're going through that, you know, initiation of the Black Moon Lilith energy. And um, we have Friday the 13th, which, um, you know, some people take advantage of and that sort of thing. But Paris represents the feminine energy. And it was almost like, you know, we want to kill off this feminine energy. But then the next week, there's this summit going on in Paris, and we're trying to help the planet. So it's almost like opposite energy, right? Kind of like Newtown. So, um... Didn't that kind of happen... Didn't that kind of happen... Didn't that kind of happen with Newtown? Because yep. of the children lost in the day that we were that they said the earth was going to end, the whole earth prayed together at nine in the morning. Mm-hmm. That never happened before. We've had all kinds of tragedies, but the whole world didn't decide to pray at one time, ever. I don't yeah. think. Well, I'm just going to let people know that you know I didn't do shows for three and a half months. There was a reason. I, I was praying. For all that time, and um, I even went went to Cuba to shift some energy. So I didn't want to foster things that other beings were trying to initiate. And humanity are manifestors, and they chose to go through the ascension. And no matter what other people try to do, they can't stop it. It's, it's gone beyond that point. But look, I just think uh, in Canada, um, around that time when things were switching, um, Harper got didn't get reelected. Trudeau got elected, and he changed totally changed the way Canada's representing the energy. Canada was one of the worst countries for, um, you know, managing um, the environment. They went from being one of the top ones to hitting rock bottom. And so just by all those prayers that everybody was doing, and the Aboriginal people had a great deal to do with it. They even went out and voted. A lot of them never even voted before. I've talked about getting your power back especially on last week's show. So if you didn't listen to last week's show, it would be a good one to listen to. It kind of goes with this show. Um, You know, taking back your power. That's really important right now. I'm just learning all of that. A lot of people think they don't have power. We have a lot more power than anybody even knows. Yeah, it teaches that kindergarten. Say that again? They ought to teach us that in kindergarten. Well, they say that everybody, you know, learns everything in kindergarten. Yeah, Mm. to be aware of your power. Not the good stuff like that. Yeah. We we all have a lot of of power, especially when we, we, like, pray together. Because we're all connected, right? We're all different parts of the divine energy when you come down to it. 
You know things like that. Most of us don't know things like that. Well, that's why I have the show. I'm talking about it. I thank you so much for that. And and the shows are archived, so anybody can go back and listen to them. I'm going to put you on today and just leave you on today. (laughs) But I didn't (laughs) do any for a while. What's that? I'm not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the important thing is to not live in fear, live in love, and um, see that greater part of yourself. Because we are multidimensional. We exist in the higher realms, too. We're just not aware of it here. That's all fascinating, really. And pretty soon, you know, even 3D will be a higher realm. Eventually, all the realms will just be one realm. People looked at different parts of themselves and didn't like it, and they split. And when we created time and space, we also created um, multiverses. And what's happening to people that are in going into fifth dimensional consciousness, they're becoming aware of their different selves. And they're actually kind of, it's like going out and collecting different pieces and putting them back together, Mm -hmm. like a puzzle. There was a time a few years ago when I actually felt parts of myself come together. And it wasn't a kundalini awakening. It was something different. And I actually I felt like I was going up and down at the same time, like I was climbing a ladder then going down at the same time. And then I just mm-hmm. fell. <laughs> I just, it, like I tripped or it, it was very weird. And then, you know, like um, one of my ears like kind of burst and then I heard this high frequency noise. Wow. But a lot of people, you know, like they're feeling these intense feelings, electrical sh- shooting through their body. But that's what's happening. They're changing their frequency. And when you go through that process, you know, your physical body even changes. You become more um, vital. You're, um, how do I say, you become, you don't get sick as often. And eventually, you know, your vitality goes right way up. And, and then you take in more light energy. And you don't, you know, some people have used other people's energy. Well, you have your own energy within you that you use. So it's like being a star within. Star within, that's beautiful. And then you have, well, we're all created from that energy, right? The Mm -hmm. solar plexus energy is lower down, and then when we, all our chakras open, it shifts up and it goes with the heart. So the energy comes from our hearts. So it's just like, it's like the the nervous system and how we're set up. We, you, you know, we take light energy through the forehead, right? And it goes through the, the pineal gland and, and that in there, even that changes, it shifts too. So, you know, when we, when humanity fell in consciousness, when chakras closed down, it, it changed things within the body and how we use energy. And then and now we're as, what's that? And now we're getting it all back. Yeah, it's like um, you know you're, you're going to a black um, a black sale and then you're getting the best deal. 
if you choose to take it, right? I choose to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, right? I love a deal. <laughs> well, I just think about all the foods. When people fell from consciousness, the food started going downhill, right? And now that we're opening up ourselves up, we're looking at those things and saying, we need things that are sun-based. You know, food, you know, like plant foods, are better for us. Mhm. You know, oh, yeah. live foods are better for us. You know, what what did people eat years ago? And and they lived to be, you know, seven or 800 years old. Like, why has the lifespan gone down? It's because the chakras have closed out. So, yeah, we can reverse all that. But it's it's we have to look at what has happened. And, you know, we don't necessarily have to understand it, but just look at those things within ourselves. And it's okay to look at the dark side within ourselves. It's when we bury the dark side and we give off parts of ourselves that we, we create splits from ourselves. Does that make any sense to you? It makes sense. I'm just not sure how to find my dark side. Well, all you have to do is ask to see it. It doesn't mean you have to act on it. Okay. But, you know, maybe by seeing other people's dark side, you can see it within yourself. I know a lot of people that have been in the light. You know, they they had to learn about the dark to understand the dark, right? I've seen plenty of it. Live through it. Yeah, we have to choose to decide to step away from it. Okay. You know, choose step away from it. And that—that's a decision that's holy. You can cre- recreate your reality around you. Anyway, I want to kind of top up the show, so I appreciate Thank you calling you. in. Thank you. Thank um, you for what you. Happy holidays. Yeah, but well, I'll be back next week. Um, this is an important time, so the thing is just to. To make it easy for yourself, just live in love and look at the parts of yourselves that have been repressed or hidden within you and do it with love. Okay. Feel that connection to source, you know. No, it's funny. I have been talking to that person, and he's totally open to everything now. And I'm just like, wow. You know, all I can put out an intention that humanity be able to do that. That's the the greatest gift that I can give to manifest a reality that is good for everyone. And we all can do that. Beautiful. Thank you. So, you know, don't look at things as being, you know, like, look, well, you can look at the dark stuff, but... You know, I was watching the news the other night. I don't normally watch the news, and I, everything was good stuff. And I thought, gee, this is, like, different. And I, I said, you know what? There's more good things going on. That's why they're talking about the good things. There have been bad things, and there are bad things going on. But there's also a lot of good things going on. And we can change things here. We're manifesting from the heart. That is where our power comes from. Think of yourself as, you know, um, a manifesting star being, because that's what you are. Writing it down. (laughs) (laughs) And put it where I do dishes so I can And think about love. 
if you, if you do everything with love, it shifts everything around you. Okay, okay you have a good holiday. Thank you. God call bless back you. again. Oh, okay. I will. I love you. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Much love I'm to you. I want to hear the rest of the show. Thank you. Okay. Right. Yeah, I don't have too much longer, but um, another thing that happens once you open up all your chakras and expand your energy, so we actually become one big chakra, um, we become like a light bulb of energy. And um, the spiritual gifts, you know, I was talking last week about um, existing beyond what we have here, and then actually when you go through this kundalini awakening, expand yourself, your eye vision gets better. I, I had it happen, and I don't, I used to wear glasses, and I don't anymore, so that's interesting. They even say that when people go through it and they're blind, they they can actually, they might not be able to see with their eyes, but they see beyond the eyes. Um, I get, you know, from the root chakra of the earth, I know this sounds very strange, but the earth is crying, crying out tears for joy because of humanity starting to care about the earth. You know, I talked before how a few years ago the earth actually contacted me and I connected with the earth. I saw what the earth really was, a living human. Like, I, I compare the, the earth to a human being um, because the earth is, is a, a live being. And I connected and I got really violently ill. Um, but after that, it was really easy to connect with the earth. So it's all about healing right now healing of the earth we can completely change how things happen here and we can change the earth um you know they said because of what's been going with the uh, you know the global warming and that sort of thing or maybe it's because we're melting things in our hearts that this is happening um they said that it's coldest coldest though because of the the gulf stream isn't as warmer, it's shifted its pattern. It's not going up by England like it used to. It's going to be one of the coldest years in 100 years. And they say that there's going to be some issues with um, rats and things going into people's houses because of the cold. Um, rats and mice has something to do with spiritual awakening, by the way. Um, I also talk, I want to talk a little bit more about autoimmune stuff in, in coming shows because, you know, when you have a closed root chakra and, and different chakras, it affects the autoimmune system. Um, you know, all these foods that we have been eating, like for comfort foods that have been toxic with these trans fatty acids, they've affected the thyroid. They've actually caused autoimmune stuff going on within us and probably, you know, the GMO stuff that's been affected in the gene splicing you know, they've been doing gene splicing, and I actually knew one of the scientists that actually started that. So, you know, there's, things happen for a reason why we connect with certain people. Um, we have to look at all those things. So, you know, some people are saying don't eat a lot of grains in your diet because it has a lot of that stuff. Stick with the fruits and vegetables and um, Meats that, you know, if you're going to eat meat that haven't been um, fed, you know, GMO products and, and stuff like that. We can change the way things have happened here. It, it isn't too far gone. 
we can use these spiritual gifts and knowing to know what to do to, to shift things here. You know, I've talked in different shows about opals and um, and different stones, that, like the amethyst, which is the birthstone for February, that have to do with emotion, but they also have to do with the feminine energy and balancing the masculine and feminine energy. You know, Paris represents uh, divine feminine energy. And a lot has been going on right there right now, and it makes sense when you look at the whole picture. Um, we talk about, on the show, sometimes activating the light body. It just means going beyond, you know, the seven chakras and activating energy and opening ourselves up. We, When we do that, we go beyond being anything that is... Um, how do I say, not connected to earth and not connected to source, we become totally connected. I talked about soulless people on last week's show, and it wasn't to focus on it. It was just to say how to change things here and what causes it and what has happened. You know, that is the reason why, you know, people have done things that haven't been for the good of of humanity. And, um, you know, trying to make a buck on people is is one of the things that, you know, people, we're, it's a materialistic 3D world, you know, and people are manifesting, hey, I've got to manifest lots of money. But how much money do we really need? You know, they say you can't eat money. Um, the person that started Facebook, um, I'm trying to remember his name now, it, it, it doesn't really, Zuckerberg, he's worth $45 billion, but he's giving 99% away. Okay, what 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 is happening here? You know, He's giving that money away. He's feeling. He he just had a daughter, feminine daughter, feminine energy. And it softened his heart. Something's gone on with him, definitely. So now all the people that have too much money and are doing things that have caused and, and you know, have been destroying the planet and humanity, it's time that they do something. And uh, I'm putting the intention out that all of humanity shift consciousness, even these people, and they will see that what they've been doing hasn't been good for humanity. So dwelling on these injustices, you know, that we've experienced, and that what others and loved ones have done and have undergone being innocent, you know, only provides energy to to maintain that illusion. So that's the reason why I don't want to focus on it. Our aim is to dissolve it, and love is doing that through you when you choose to be loving, okay? we Like I was saying to the young lady that called in, you know, we can choose to, to live in love, and we can choose to focus on the positive things and how we can change things now. You know, when we forgot things and repressed part of ourselves on a cellular level, we have to go back to heal those parts. And, you know, I've talked about looking at the dark side. It, it, maybe the word the dark isn't a good thing to say. You know, it's, it's better, you know, to look at those things that we maybe didn't find fair, favorable. But we can heal those parts of ourselves because I'm one of those people that's done it. You know, when you repress anger at a cellular level, you know, it's not helping the rest of humanity. When we look at anger and we release it, 
and we balance our emotions in fifth dimensional consciousness. We don't hold it at a cellular level. This will take us away from karmic and um, having to come back. We can live, you know, we're immortal beings, light beings. We can live and create that reality where we, we get that innocence back and that love and trust. You know, I know a lot of people out there aren't living with a lot of trust. They've gone through a lot of pain, you know, and the pain body was created by humanity when we went into time and space. When we live in fifth dimensional consciousness, we live in the moment. And I've talked on last week's show a little bit about, you know, how the goose and different animals, um, how we can uh, go from duality into, you know, now time. The divine, the higher mind, we lived in a vertical axis. And um, some of us have lived in a horizontal axis. It's where the two meet. That is a point, okay? And it's where the higher mind exists and the higher heart and the connection to source. A lot of dark energy somehow try to take that over. Now we're moving that energy out of there. I've gone back and visited and done a lot of healing there. Everyone loses someone. And what we choose to do after they are gone, you know, that is, the test you know they really aren't gone it's just the illusion that they're gone so you know um i just noticed something over the last few days and it was when i woke up you know my birthday is on the 16th and my i was saying you know my favorite numbers were seven on one of the shows that i did um this is the year 2016 coming up when my birthday is in January. This is a magical time. And it's on Saturday, which is the number, you know, well, depending on how you see it. Like some people see it as the sixth day, and some people see it as the seventh day. But I see it as both, okay? And it's the end of an era. You know, my energy brings new energy. And so it only stands to reason that certain markers um, and and um, people may not be able to hear me because I'm kind of ending off the show. Um, something really funny, um, you know, there's a show called Missing in Alaska, and they're saying that 3,000 people go missing every year in Alaska. And um, they're saying that there's immense magnetic energy near um, a mountain there. And um, I, w- I want to talk. I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, there's a Mount Hayes, and they've seen umpteen million UFOs, and they've tested the energy. And there's a, fl- a fluctuating magnetic field there, which um, has something to do with, um, you know, magnetic levitation. In, in Asia, they have magnetic, they have levitation trains, and you know, crop circles are apparently caused by magnetic um, ebbs and that sort of thing. Um, but um, quantum locking, and I, 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 I don't have too much time to really talk about this. There's a type 2 superconductor uh, encounters a magnetic field, and um, most field lines are expelled around its perimeter. There's energy expelled, but a select few are funneled in and locked into place, negating gravity. So it has to do with, um, the reason why I'm mentioning this, 
um, they've actually been able to, you know, um, fluctuate magnetic fields. And when some of the energy is being drawn in, it actually floats on the mag- magnetic field. And I want to explain that a little bit better on another show. Um, but these like uh, fluctuating magnetic fields in, in, they found in Alaska and, and in places where they've seen a lot of spaceships that have been, they actually, um, that's how they're flying around probably. But about um, these 3,000 people missing a year, we have to really get into what's going on with this. And I, uh, the reason why I'm talking about it, I don't want to focus on negative stuff, but there's a reason, okay? And um, a lot of Aboriginal women have gone missing. And, you know, why are these people disappearing, okay? So I, I just basically wanted to mention that a little bit. So getting back to a positive thing, keeping up a positive emotional frequency around it now is really, really important. Not to dwell in fear. Um you know, it causes us to be very sensitive, to react. And it doesn't take much, you know, um, and it's important to be around really positive people. It's important to listen to shows like what I'm talking about because we want to keep in that higher emotional frequency because we can do more change when when that happens. Um, Well, you know, they're not, they're aware and they're not aware that, Humanity can really shift this energy. I don't think they realize how much power we really have. Um, you know, they've, they've been throwing energy our way that has been positive. We just, you know, bounce it off and send it back and keep it higher frequency. That's all I can say. So, you know, I talked a little bit about uh, Mockingjay. I meant to say Mockingbird on the show that I was talking about that. That's from from the show. Um, so humanity right now, I know this sounds really weird, but what I'm going to say, they're awakening from reality, from this reality. We really exist in a different way, and it's important that we, we see that, and it's important that we know that we're way more than humanity even realizes. We can do a lot of change here, and there's certain of us that can really manifest things and change things instantly. So don't be surprised over the next you know, few years how much things are really going to change. So much love. And I will see you back here, or you can hear me back here. Um, and call in if you have any questions next week, okay? To Fifth Dimensional Radio. And much love to you. You can go to um, Fish, Fifth... Yeah having one of those days with my mouth fifth dimensional uh living on uh facebook i have uh, a page there and i'm also on facebook too okay take care much love have a good week have a good holiday thank you for listening to fifth dimensional living with your host diane bachberger bringing awareness to our world of greater love For more information on Diane, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash dbachberger1. May your hearts and minds always be open to experiencing a greater world.